Hi, and welcome to the ACO Show. I'm Brian Chaglinski, Allidade Senior Director of Content Communications, and I am joined, as always, by my amazing co-host, Dr. Josh Israel. Hey, Josh. Hi, Brian. How you doing? Good, good. Uh, so we're kicking off uh, this first episode of the new season a little differently. Uh, we've heard some feedback that uh, sometimes it's good to have some chit-chat and have some time to digest uh, the episode that's coming up and uh, what else is, is coming down the line. So uh, Josh and I, uh, to be honest, this is very awkward talking about ourselves and <laughs> uh, not interviewing someone um, aside from the two of us. Uh, but Josh, uh, first of all, I guess, how was your summer? How was uh, the time off? Sure. Uh, yeah. So for those of you who like hearing the hosts chat, we hope you'll enjoy this. And for those of you who don't, we're, we're sorry. Uh, <laughs> I hope, hope you'll bear with us. Uh, it was great. I had six weeks off. Uh, at the ACO show took a break also. Allidade has a fantastic human resources policy where if you've been here six years, you can take six weeks off and do with it what you like. And I, I did with it what I liked. And it was a, it was a wonderful summer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you did and where you went? Sure. So I did before I came to Allidate a fair amount of uh, international medical work. I've done some work in Honduras, Ecuador, Guatemala, a um, couple other places, the West Bank. Have always loved it. Haven't done it since. Have done very little since my kids were born. My boys are now sixteen and eighteen, and I had always hoped to get back to it. And I wondered if I would still like it. If I still like the rough and tumble of international travel. Uh, mm -hmm. I found a great group. Um, I went to Uganda uh, and my son who is leaving for college, who just left this week for college, actually joined me. And we we did a, a medical trip in uh, the far northern part of Uganda, right on the, the border of South Sudan. And it was really just fantastic. I was grateful to Allidade. I loved it. And of course, it's just a special thing to do with my, my boy before he we went off to college. That is incredible. Um, it's just such an amazing... Uh, way to spend the time. I imagine if I had a sabbatical, I would mostly spend it Netflix binging um, and otherwise being lazy. So, uh, so this is this is a good reminder to put that time to use. So that's because uh, you have a, you have a baby girl and you just need to sleep. <laughs> that's okay. There's there's phases of life. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, yeah. So so that's probably a preview. Most of my summer was spent uh, taking care. We have a uh, 14 month old now. Um, her name's Abigail, and she is a handful. Um, and so we did that. We took her on a few trips, trying to learn how to travel with a baby before a trip we have coming up to Iceland and Ireland. So wish us luck, Josh. It's going to be an experience. I'm not sure how much I'll actually see of either country, but you know. Yeah. I think learning how to travel with a baby is learning not to blow your stack publicly. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. the main skill. <laughs> now you say you have a 14 month old daughter. You used to mention your cat. She doesn't even get a mention anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is true. This is true. The poor, poor cat Hadley. Um, but she, she does make a very frequent appearance on all of my, uh, Allidade zoom calls and, uh, and every meeting possible. So, uh, there's a high probability that she will also be in the background of most of the ACO show, uh, recordings too. So don't worry. She's, she's still here, still here. So should we talk about the show, what we did today? Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Um, we got really lucky, I think, with the timing and our first episode to kick off this new season is talking about the results. So kind of all of our results in Medicare Shared Savings Program, which is kind of the flagship program that Allidade launched under. Uh, nowadays, we're obviously we have contracts with commercial payers as well as uh, Medicaid and Medicare Advantage. But uh, it's MSSP is kind of where Allidade got its start. And uh I think, as you'll hear, like the scale of it is just incredible. Yeah, I joined Allidate after 
hearing our CEO, Farzad Mostashari, speak, actually more than once because I didn't understand it the first time, about aligned incentives, that the way to change the healthcare system for the better was to incentivize physicians to get paid for doing preventive care rather than for just doing lots of care. Um, and that so the doctors wouldn't get paid unless the patients were healthier. And then Allidate as a company wouldn't get paid unless the doctors got paid. And the just the brilliance of that still sticks with me of aligned incentives. And it's just so gratifying and sort of um, awe-inspiring that, that it's working and now it's working at scale. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about this a little bit with, uh, so we're joined by Travis Broomer, Senior Vice President of Policy and Economics, and Ahmed Hawk, our Chief Performance Officer. And we'll talk with them a little bit about um, just how closely tied the numbers of shared savings and the money that we've saved Medicare um, uh, and other payers is tied to better care. It's like a one-to-one relationship. The better we do on blood pressure control, on diabetes control, on you know a lot of things uh, Ahmed talks about, like patient communication and how much patients feel a connection to uh, their primary care doctor. Things like that are what drive the savings. I remember when I came to Allidade, the thing that jumped out at me was this really counterintuitive idea of the best way to lower healthcare costs is actually more healthcare. It's more primary care. It's more preventive care. It's actually letting the doctors in that doctor-patient relationship, that primary care doc, um, really have the tools they need to keep you healthy. So you're not going to the emergency room. You're not going to the hospital unnecessarily. Um, and I think the exciting thing is, you know, we find out in the podcast years, um, that's really driving results and that's really uh, resulting in billions of dollars of shared savings. Well, that is more than enough of us. Let's get to the show. Let's do it. Thanks, Josh. We welcome Travis Broom, Senior Vice President of Policy and Economics, and Ahmed Hawk, Chief Performance Officer. Both of you are frequent guests on our show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Let's start with the results that were just released. The Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, released the results of the Medicare Shared Savings Program for 2021. Uh, Ahmed, what did we see? Well, hi, Josh. Thanks for having me back on uh, yet again to talk about our fantastic results from the previous performance year, 2021. Majority of our ACOs achieved shared savings in 2021, over 80%. And we provided care to over 570,000 Medicare fee-for-service patients. And we reduced total cost of care by over 6%, 6 6.24% across all 35 of our MSSP ACOs for, for last year. And we generated almost $400 million of total savings. And roughly about half of that comes back to the ACO. A little bit over half comes back to the ACO in the form of shared savings, about $214 million. This is over a 20% increase in shared savings over the previous year, 2020, where we also did quite well. And, you know, Josh, we're, we're just extremely happy and proud that uh, we're going to be averaging about $150,000 per practice check in the form of shared savings. Ahmed, you mentioned $150,000 in well-earned shared savings going back to the each practice, $150,000. I assume that depends somewhat on the size of the practice and the number of beneficiaries. Is that right? That's exactly right. 
Uh, and with the results just coming in, and we're still tallying up all the numbers. You know, Allidade has small practices, uh, solo doc practitioner practices, all the way up to uh, very large multi-site, multi-specialty practices with dozens of physicians in those practices. And so the check size can vary. And the 150,000 is an average, uh, but for our larger practices, um, that number could be quite significantly higher than that. And just a reminder for those of you who are relatively new to the Medicare Shared Savings Program, uh, what we're talking about finding out right now is how our nationwide network of ACOs and the other uh, Medicare Shared Savings Program ACOs all across the country performed in the calendar year of 2021. So when you hear us talking about 2021 performance, we're looking back uh, one year when we talk about 2020 performance, it's it's looking before that. So there's a bit of a lag in, in getting these results together, but good news takes time. So we're patient here at Allidade. Turning it over to uh, Travis, our uh, Senior VP for Policy and Economics, you're actually in Washington, D.C. for the National Association of ACOs uh, meeting. So it's perfect timing to ask a question how do the results look for the MSSP program as a whole and this movement uh, to value-based care and Medicare? Like Allidade, the program overall had a, a good 2021. It saved uh, Medicare, it saved according to, to benchmark, $1.66 billion. That's after all the ACOs uh, got their payments. So that's you know well over a billion dollars, well over a billion and a half dollars back to the the taxpayers um, based on how we, how we measure things in MSSP. That's actually the fifth year in a row that MSSP has generated a net return to taxpayers. And those payments to ACOs are uh, well north of $2 billion. So this is a program that you know has 10.5 million Medicare beneficiaries in it. And these Medicare beneficiaries, just like every Medicare beneficiary in original Medicare, can see any doctor they want, they can go to any hospital they can want, any service Medicare covers they can want, but what they have is a tighter relationship, uh, an accountable relationship with their physicians um, that rolls up into these ACOs. And, and that relationship really makes a difference in their health, which then turns around and lowers their cost. So it was a, a really good year for the program, piling on several good years in the past. Ahmed, you mentioned $150,000 checks that will be returned to the participating practices. Is that $150,000 per practice, per physician? How does that break down? Uh, it is $150,000 per practice. It should also be noted, and we'll talk about this hopefully in a, in a future podcast if I'm invited, is we have an equal number of attributed patients that are participating in our other health plan value-based care contracts, whether it's Medicare Advantage, commercial, or Medicaid. And so the $150,000 per practice is just for MSSP. And then we have an additional check on the uh, what we call our non-MSSP side of the portfolio as well. You haven't said anything to get yourself invited, disinvited just yet, but it's, you know, it's kind of a fine line. So we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep an eye. I mean, we're, we didn't just do well overall at Allidade. There were some ACOs that did notably well, even in some of the top in the country. Can you speak about any of those? Definitely. So the Medicare Shared Savings Program actually has about 475 uh, MSSP ACOs. 
And the top performing ACO by savings rate is uh, the Allidade PMA ACO in Southeast Pennsylvania, which we're incredibly proud of. And you know, while that takes the number one slot, coming in very close, number four of all MSSP ACOs is our Mississippi Community Health Center ACO uh, made up of federally qualified health centers. In fact, when you look at the top 20 or even the top 30 out of the 475 ACOs, uh, you will see at least a dozen Allidade MSSP ACOs at the top, uh, ranging all the way from Virginia to Pennsylvania to Louisiana to Kansas to Delaware. And that really shows the power of Allidade's platform and Allidade's enablement, not just in any particular geography, but nationwide. It's really incredible the scale of Allidade's network and what this nationwide network of ACOs is able to do and all of these primary care practices and community health centers working together in value-based care, what they can accomplish. I know we've tallied some of the numbers here at Allidade and uh, since Allidade was founded, we've actually saved more than $1.2 billion across the healthcare system. And I think really interestingly, uh, when we talk about these big numbers of savings, I think a lot of people, when they think about how do you lower costs in healthcare, that the way to earn savings is less care and reducing the amount of care that patients get. But actually, what we've seen is in value-based care contracts that, especially working with primary care like Allidade does, it's actually by providing more care, providing more preventive care, more primary care, more proactive care, kind of empowered by technology and in-person on-the-ground support that is actually more care that leads to lower health costs and lower and greater savings over time. But it's that trick of more care that's better care, that's the, the more preventive care. A couple of the things that jumped out at us were trying to look at some of the quality data that Allidate also had the top ACO for diabetes control. And we had a number of ACOs in the top 10% uh, for blood pressure control. And it's because of these preventive measures that it actually helped bring down some of the costs what did you see, I guess, Ahmed, on the, the quality side in 2021 that some of our ACOs were doing that really helped drive these savings through better care and better preventive care? Uh, appropriate care is, is what we strive for. We are still very much living, have lived in 2021 and continuing to live here in 2022 of COVID. And COVID is still causing a lot of havoc and has really torn apart that provider and patient relationship. And we've been working really hard to make sure that that connection between a patient and their doctor is not lost. If anything, it is strengthened. And we focused quite a bit last year in 2021 on making sure now that has been mask mandates have been lifted and vaccinations have been available. And as people are going back to the normal course of life, we spent a significant amount of our effort making sure that patients were getting reunited with their physicians if that was lost during the height of COVID in 2020. And our efforts worked because the attribution, the way in which Medicare determines which patient is attributed to which physician, there's, there's a methodology to that attribution. Um, and it turns out that by the end of 2021, we had more patients attributed to our ACOs than when we started the beginning of 2021, right? 
And this is a testament uh, on, on the work that our physicians have done, our practices have done, to make sure that they have their arms wrapped around their patients, making sure that they saw all of their patients at least once a year, checking for vitals and blood pressure and A1Cs and the other things that you mentioned, making sure that they have their medications and are taking their medications. And so we saw our attribution go up by nearly half a percentage point, whereas the Medicare MSSP program nationally as a whole saw attribution come down well over 1%. And so that was really important focus of ours is to make sure that no patient was being left behind. Additionally, CMS does use uh, the CAP survey as a way of measuring patients' level of satisfaction with their provider. And CAP stands for Consumer Assessment of Healthcare Providers and Systems. And it turns out that we did quite well. So the number one, the highest, best performing ACO on getting timely care appointments and information is our Allidade West Virginia ACO with a 93% score. On the CAP survey question on how well your providers communicate, uh, we had our Allidade Kentucky ACO with a 97% favorable rate. And so as we looked at not just our diagnoses and conditions, but as we looked at even patient satisfaction with their primary care doctor, our ACOs did quite well in the single-digit top tier amongst all MSSP ACOs. Travis, we know that Allidate is growing, that um, many of our theses around what works for patients, uh, better preventive care, more primary care, seems to be, be paying off for better health. What about the growth of the program as a whole? I know that the 2023 rules aren't fully out yet, but what do you see as what's coming up that we should know about now? I think, yeah, the program has been stuck between 10 and 11 million for a few years now, pretty much since uh, 2018. Lots of excuses, as you can imagine, you know, COVID being the biggest one. There were some regulatory things about the middle of the year, but here we are, we have all, all this success, but we're, we're kind of stuck in growth and we want to scale Allidade as a company under that 10 million has been scaling really well, but how do we get the whole program to scale? And one of the things that CMS has put out in a proposed regulation that came out in early July, comment period closes today actually, um, Allidade's comments are, are in there um, as well as many others is that ACOs, as they get more successful, they get lower costs, right? Like the savings drive down lower costs. And folks who are right now in completely in fee-for-service are looking as higher and higher costs, right? You think about those, like it's referred to as a wedge in the rule, right? People, as the people who are in the program, get lower and lower costs. Um, by definition, the people not in the program are going to appear to be higher costs and higher costs. So CMS, to spur that growth, is really doing two big things in their proposal. One, they're going to knock down the penalty dramatically from potentially 5% of the benchmark to all the way down to just 1.5% of the benchmark, so well over half, for being high cost, right? If high cost is all that's out there in the program and you want them to get in, get rid of the, the penalties for them to come in. The other big thing they're going to do is there are some organizations who just don't want to take downside risk. They don't want to be at risk for losses. So 
they're going to make the what's called the enhanced track, the kind of track where you could have really millions of dollars of losses, potentially, that's going to become option. So they're going to reduce the penalties for being high cost, and they're going to um, dramatically lower the risk profile, the downside risk profile, not eliminate it completely, but dramatically lower it. Um, so th those two things, hopefully, will be appealing to those higher cost um, practices and higher cost systems out in the world that aren't in MSSP today and, and get them involved um, with MSSP in the future. Yeah. So Travis, as you guys are taking a closer look at the rule, is there anything else that stood out to you or that caught your attention? The biggest thing we looked at when the rule came out was this idea of national trends versus regional trends. You know, uh, Ahmed took us across the map, Delaware, Kansas, Louisiana, et cetera. And it was kind of an open question that like, well, how much over say 2015 to 2020 has Kansas differed from Louisiana, different from Delaware, different from Florida, different in California. And, and that difference has really big policy implications because if it's a big difference, you don't want to use national numbers, right? If you have a lot of variation between, between regional numbers and national numbers, winning regions will participate, losing regions will stay out, right? That's just economic behavior. Um, but nobody really knew. So that was our big contribution in, in our comments and encourage people if they read any section in our comments to read that one. And we found that it, there are big differences and they're really, really sticky. Over 16 million of the 33 million Medicare beneficiaries, so well over a third, knocking on the door of half, live in counties that either were spent all five years below the national average or all five years above the national average, right? So these are really sticky trends um, and it makes it really important um, because we want you to be able to succeed in Kansas. We want you to be able to succeed in Florida, Louisiana, Delaware, California. If we want to take this all across the country, you have to be able to succeed all across the country. So that is our, our, our biggest point of our 64 pages of comments, all the, um, which include basically three research papers in there. But if you only take away one thing from it, it is that regionalization is really important as we seek to get everyone we can involved in the Medicare Share Savings Program. Yeah, and uh, folks will be able to find all of those 64 pages on Alade's website, alade.com. And of course, all of the information that we have about the MSSP results here, you can also find there. And I'm sure we will have much more commentary coming down the pike. Well, I'm Ed Hock and Travis Broom. Uh, we are very happy to kick off a new season of the ACO show by talking about uh, the amazing results of the Medicare Shared Savings Program and Allidade ACOs in 2021. Thanks so much for joining us today. This episode of the ACO show was produced by Leanne Horst, Dan Abman, and Alana Coogan. You can find previous episodes on our website, Allidade.com, or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and join us next time.